This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait. Leafs started in the fourth grade. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude. And I had this nagging feeling. A great belief system. I was capable of so much more. An action every single day. In all the pursuits that we have in our lives, I think there's an element of suffering. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision. You never give up on yourself. That's when greatness happens. The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we've got an entrepreneur. We've got a, uh, a Shark Tank guy, which is pretty cool. I love that show, Saban. But we have Saban Lomax with us today. How are you doing, Saban? Yeah, 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 I'm excited. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Well, we're going to talk a lot of you stuff here today. You that energy I'm giving you? Do you like that energy? I, I mean, I'm, I I'm do like that energy. I can feel it all the way in St. Louis from where you at? Sunny California? Sunny. It's very sunny here today. And I don't want to ask you what it's like there because it might not be as nice as it is here. You know, we are on a drought right now, but, uh, or not a drought, but a, a good spell right now. It's about 75 and sunny uh, every day this week. It's been awesome. You know what you just did, right? What? I just jinxed it. Yep. <laughs> Next week, all right. That's right. It's going to suck all week. Well, let's dive in, man. The uh, For those of our listeners that may not know who Saban Lomack is, why don't you give us a little lay of the land on what made you the man you are today? You've got a heck of a story. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, you know, I am one half of Cousins Maine Lobster. Myself and my uh, baby cousin, Jim, we started a company uh, about six years ago uh, with a food truck here in Los Angeles. So we're both from Maine. I was living out here in Los Angeles, and Jim came out to visit me one time, and you know we had way too much, way too much to drink, and we kind of came up with this idea of, of opening a food truck. Later, we we opened. Two two months later, we went on Shark Tank and partnered with Barbara Corcoran, and uh, six years later, where we are today, we have about 34 food trucks in 16 cities. Uh, we have a few in Taiwan, a restaurant in Taiwan, eight more brick and mortars here in the States, and uh, a book, a TV show. I mean, you know, at this point, it's just crazy. So uh, that's it. I mean, it's been it's been a wild ride, and we're just getting started. So did you ever think from the drunken stupor of uh, the night you guys had in California, you guys reconnected after years, uh, you know, you kind of talked about dreams and life and all that great stuff, and then, you know, Cousins Maine Lobster is born. Did you ever feel or believe? I mean, are you shocked by it? What are you feeling right now? Yeah, I mean, beyond, first of all, did we ever think, people always are like, hey, what did you think? What was your plan? What was your, I mean, there was no plan. This is completely, this is completely crazy. Uh, We did not see it coming. We did not expect it. Um, (laughs) It's been, it's been a sprint uphill since the day we opened. Unbelievable. So, talk to us about you know, the, especially the people in St. Louis. But uh, I know you're. I think your closest one to us right now is Nashville, Tennessee. But talk to oh, us. What God, is yeah. what is Cousins Maine Lobster? If I don't know what it is, what is? It? Yeah, great question. Cousins Maine Lobster is a family-owned business. Uh, we have food trucks and we have restaurants. We also have an online e-commerce store. But you, know, you go to one of our food trucks, go to one of our restaurants, and you're going to get the best from Maine, and that is Maine Lobster. Uh, we bring the bread from Maine, and you're going to have a traditional lobster roll. 
um, uh, soups, clam chowders, lobster bisque, and you're going to, you know, you're, you're getting a family experience, you know. So when we grew up, it wasn't fancy. We had lobster in the backyard, picnic table, Chardonnay, you know, corn, uh, and lots of fun. And we tried to recreate our childhood. We tried to recreate all those memories with the luxury that we grew up with, which was Maine lobster. Um, assuming if we grew up in Texas, we'd be doing barbecue. If we grew up in California, we'd be doing tacos. Uh, we grew up in Maine, and the only thing we knew was lobster. So we're just trying to, you know, bring bring our childhood to you. And, uh, and yeah, it's really, really fun. Literally bringing it across the country. I like how it says uh, lobster, shore to door in less than 24 hours. So, I mean, that's a big yeah. deal, right? Just to get that from all the way from Maine to Los Angeles in 24 hours. What's that process like? You know, I mean, for, for, for us, it's been, you know, it, it, it's crazy, you know, for us to, uh, to uh, get our products around the country now, international in Taiwan. I mean, and, and the level of difficulty it is just to ship bread. Um, you know, sometimes in the early years we'd run out of bread uh, because, you know, we're not going to a local uh, Costco or U.S. Foods or something. We're, we're literally bringing our bread across country 3,000 miles uh, because we want to keep it as traditional as possible. So a lot of details. I mean, now with all our locations, we have a huge staff, and, um, you know, we're trying to, trying to keep it as real as possible. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a question. I think you'll probably lead us into the Shark Tank. I'm sure you either – still love that or you get tired of asking the, uh, the ancient questions oh, about Shark Tank. Sure, but, uh, but I think one of the things I was fascinated by and the word that came to my mind is preparation. So walk our listeners okay. through the preparation leading up to uh, going on Shark Tank. Cause, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys just had this one food truck. You want to pitch yeah. this idea to make it big, right? You get on Shark Tank thing explodes, but walk us through the preparation of Shark Tank. Yeah. Well, we we realized that, you know, in anything in life, so much of it is preparation. And we watched the show, and we saw so many people surprisingly go on unprepared, didn't know their answers, uh, and we were dumbfounded. So we watched probably 40 or 50 episodes, and we started noticing that a lot of the sharks asked similar questions or repeat questions. So Mark Cuban might ask more about valuations. Barbara Corcoran might ask more about the story and the backstory. And, and so we started writing them down on, on index cards, the questions. And one of us would stand up and pretend to be the shark. And we would do this in my one-bedroom apartment in West Hollywood. The other person would sit on the couch. And so I'd stand up there and I'd be like, well, uh, Jim, uh, tell me about the valuation because it certainly seems a little high for only being in business two months. And Jim would say, well, Mark, you know, I completely understand that. However, we, and then I'd interrupt him and I'd be Barbara. And I'd be like, well, enough with that. Let's try this. And we did it over and over and over for weeks. We would go on runs, and while we're running, we would be doing it. We would stand in the mirror, and one of us would be giving uh, the pitch, while the other person was strangling themselves with a hairdryer cord or doing any wild amounts of inappropriate things to try and distract them. And the reason we did all this is when we got under the bright lights, and we were nervous. Hopefully, we would keep our composure and uh, and not break. And that's exactly what happened. So when we got on the set, as nervous as we were, we were prepared. We set our pitch perfectly. Um, when the sharks asked questions, numerous times, I knew their question halfway through than even asking. And I had my answer really, really well prepared because I practiced. So, you know, we learned then preparation is everything. And if you're prepared, you really don't have anything to worry about. That's how we went into the tank. And 
thankfully we walked out with a deal uh, with uh, Barbara. That's who we wanted. And Barbara stayed, uh, she's been very active in your life and still is very active in your life, right? Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's family. She's more of a, of a family member now than anything. We talk more about life and happiness than we do business. Um, you know, she's, she's, she's an incredible woman. She's kind and caring and, uh, she's tenacious and smart. So she's everything you want and more. When I was doing my research on you guys, I thought one of the coolest things was, it, it, even though you did a deal with Barbara, the other sharks have really been impactful in your life as well, right? Truly. I mean, we've met them all, and when they say Shark Tank is a family, it, it, it is so real. It's so true. Giving you one example, we opened a restaurant in West Hollywood uh, three years ago, three and a half years ago. And the day we opened, we opened at 5 o'clock, and I'm, I'm still in the shower. I'm a couple blocks away. I get out of the shower. It's like, you know, 10 of 5, and Jimmy calls me. He goes, dude, you know, you got to get over here right now. I'm like, what? He's like, Damon's at the front door. I'm like, what? He goes, Damon, he's here. He's, he's here. He wants to be the first customer. I'm like, shut up, bro. Like, He's like, I swear to God, come. I rush. I hurry. I get down there. And Damon didn't tell Barbara. He'd heard about the opening, and he just wanted to support and he wanted to be the first customer. And it wow. seems like that. And since then, I mean, I've met him countless other times. I've, uh, you know, uh, he sent tweets out for a TV show that I was starring in. And he, he's just so supportive. He doesn't need to do that. I mean, the guy's busy. And right. it's, it's, just, it's just a reflection on who he is and who these other sharks are and really what they're doing. The show is meant to help young entrepreneurs. That's it. And there were probably some people throughout Damon's career and Barbara's career and Mark Cuban's career that helped them. And it's essentially what they're doing now. They're paying it forward. And there are so many times now when we're in similar positions and people ask us for help or advice and we stop and give it to them uh, because it's, it's what it's all about. And uh, it's, I couldn't say enough about Shark Tank and, and what they do with the sharks. A guy like me that, you know, reaches out through an introduction and, yeah, you're on my podcast slash radio show. That's pretty awesome. Um, what have you, it, it, I'm happy to do it. It's, that's what, it, it's awesome. So what have you learned, if you had to boil it down to maybe one or two things from the Sharks, what would you say that one or two most important, uh, biggest learning has been for you? Um, one, I mean, one of the biggest, I'd say two, we'll do, um, and knowing your story and uh, also, you know, we'll talk about opportunities. The first thing is knowing your story, who you are. Uh, I think a lot of times businesses don't do that. They don't think about it. Um, so so a business doesn't really tell you much about their owners, why, the why, the who. So for us, we did this right off the bat because we didn't think people knew much about Maine or Maine Lobster. So we told them, hey, we're cousins. Hey, this is the product. Hey, this is how we get it here. Hey, here's this. Because we really wanted people to know uh, about us. And once we realized that that worked, and the more we told people, the more that they listened and liked us, uh, we did it. So knowing your story and telling your clientele. Uh, there's nothing better about going to a, a local coffee shop and saying, oh, you know what, it's, it's so great. They get the beans from here, and the owner is, is this guy, and he started here, and he's really good at the stuff. It's nice. You feel better about supporting the local shop. That's yep. the first thing, knowing your story. Um, the second thing is opportunity. Uh, for people, uh, luckily for us, you know, we, we, we had an immense amount of opportunities after going on Shark Tank. And even when people find a moderate amount of success, it doesn't need to be through Shark Tank, you suddenly get posed with more opportunities. 
Yep. And what we learned from Barbara immediately is not every opportunity is a good opportunity because the most valuable thing in life is time. So if I was to tell you, uh, oh, man, I've got this really cool side idea for this other podcast that, you know, is going to blow up and do this and that, you know, and, and you might go to yourself, well, geez, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe that is good. Maybe I should do that. Just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean it's a good a good one. Doesn't mean it's worth your time because all the time you spend on that is when you could be spending on what you're currently doing that's working. And so we noticed that we would kind of deviate from our strategy a little bit. And it wasn't even just the financial losses, but more so the time. So Barbara taught us that right off the bat. Don't waste your time on these these crazy ideas. Stick to what works. I mean, being the family guy, being a guy with, you know, values and, and probably, you know, want to be a nice guy and want to be liked. I mean, it's hard to say no all the time, right? So I know we were, I was just with some other leaders this week and we were talking about the power of no. How did you learn to say no and it's okay and just to move on through it? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I just, I think it goes back to the time management. I mean, there's not enough time in the day for everything. Simply said. And if you want to go home and you want to enjoy your life at home, whatever that looks like, uh, you want to enjoy free time. Um, you want to enjoy your work every day. You have to say no. You have to you have to respect your limitations and respect your sanity. And um, for me, um, it, it's not easy to do. Uh, I mean, my cousin Jim is, is is worse at it than I am. Uh, you know, he struggled a long time trying to do everything. And I finally said, Listen, man, you know, you gotta you gotta say no. You gotta we we can't do all this. And that also stems from hiring and, and having good people and trusting that they will also do a good job. Um, so, you know, it's essential in growth. Staying and, and yeah. respecting your time. Don't you have to kind of get over the fact of worrying about being liked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the, that ship sailed for me a while ago. You know, I, I don't <laughs> care less anymore. Right. You know, because right. truthfully, I know I'm a, I'm a good person. I take care of people. I'm nice. I'm kind. My... My staff loves me. I think, you know, everyone in our system respects me. Um, so they should respect my boundaries and, and, and say, oh, but, you know, yeah. he says, no, there's a reason. Uh, I think if you go around and you're rude and arrogant and a jerk and you say no, then, yeah, probably, you know, it doesn't reflect well. Um, right. But I don't care. I don't care about that kind of stuff anymore. Uh, I don't even think about it. So I'd assume between you and, and Jim, I mean, you guys are obviously laser focused on brand. I mean, that's a big word now and, you know, it's used a lot. But talk to our listeners about branding and how, how do you build your brand and, and how do you make this thing go as big and wide as possible to help, you know, whatever that industry is. If you're in investments like we are or you may be in accounting or whatever it is, how do we build it wide, far, but also deep? Yeah, good question. Um, first of all, knowing this, like we talked about earlier, knowing the story and making sure that your consumers and the people you work with know your story. They know who they're working with. Making sure that that story is true and authentic and real. So if I say we're a family-owned business um, and you get on the phone with one of my employees and he sounds miserable and he sounds unhappy and he, it doesn't sound like I respect him, then that's not going to line up here. You know, so, you know, making sure that your story is real, making sure that the people that are working with you all agree with that story, and we are all on this journey together, um, and telling the world all about it. So I think that's really, really important. Um, being consistent, you can't spend a week on social media and take a week off. You can't, you can't spend a week telling the world about your brand and then, you know, taking a week off. 
you have to be consistent in everything you do. You have to be methodical. Um, how do you build your brand? How do you go deep? Consistency, great product. <laughs> like, whatever you do, you have to be the best. That's, I mean, maybe that should have been number one, but I don't think there's anyone in this space that's better than me. Not even close. Um, that's it. not being cocky. That's just me being honest. And, and, and I can tell you right now, there's so much I don't know. There's so much that I can get better at, and I, and I, I welcome the opportunity. So stay humble, um, ask questions, but strive to be the best. And if, if you're putting out trinkets, make it the best trinket in the world. You know, whatever you're doing, be the best. Uh, if you, if you do that, you prepare, you work hard, and you, and you have a story, I think that's how your brand grows. It's when you deviate from those kind of things that you, you, you sputter out. Got it. So we're here again live with, uh, Saban Lomax, main, Cousins Main Lobster. And uh, we're talking leadership. We're talking all sorts of stuff with uh, Saban. And so, you know, next question for you, Saban, is what's what's a typical day look like? Because you, again, you're you're drawn in a thousand different directions. Uh, but what's a typical day look like for you? And you could even start with maybe some morning, like if you have like habits, rituals, or there's workouts, whatever it may be. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if I'm in a, if I'm in Los Angeles, if I'm not traveling, you know, we spend probably. I would say three months a year, probably collectively each traveling, um, you know, obviously spaced out. But if I'm home in, in – so it kind of changes then. But if I'm home in Los Angeles, um, I have a one-year-old son, and he likes to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning on the dock. So I get up at 6 with him, and uh, I sit with him and feed him breakfast and, you know, get some time with him. I go to the gym. I go for a swim. I take a sauna. Uh, I get dressed. I, I feel good. Um, it's important for me to, um, you know, really take care of myself and my body and put on a nice outfit before I go to work because I notice I work harder when I do those things. If I, if I wake up a little late and I don't go to the gym and I just throw on whatever, I'm the boss, I can wear whatever I want. If I do that, I notice I don't work as hard. So I, I kind of invest in myself early and then it pays off more. I get to the, I get to the office now at around probably eight eight thirty and it's usually uh I check all my emails then. I used to do it first thing in the morning. Um I actually learned from Damon he doesn't do that so I just kinda of stopped doing that. Um I I go through my emails and if there's any wildfires that I should know about I usually already know anyway via texts or calls. But I, I go through those. My staff is usually rolling in anywhere from seven thirty to, to nine thirty depending on the commute. I touch base with them if there's anything urgent. Um, and then I kind of get working on projects. I, uh, I work on anything that I have open. I talk to uh, staff, franchisees, uh, gym, all the, you know, the employees. And my days go. I mean, right now it's 1.35. I've been in meetings all day. I haven't even really started doing anything. So I'll kind of, uh, I'll kind of work here till about, uh, it depends, you know, 5, 6, 7 o'clock and then rush home so I can get some time with my son again and uh, feed him, hang out with him, play with him, give him a bath. That's really, you know, the most important thing for me. And then he goes down, and I stay up for a little while longer, and I go to sleep. I'm not a late guy. I, I, I go to bed at, like, 9.30, late as 10, because I need yep. sleep. <laughs> you know that's one thing, day. you need sleep, that's right? My, I like my, it. That's my, work, that's my work day, you know. And then the weekends, I've done a really good job of actually uh, not working. I used to work all through the weekends and be addicted to my phone, and uh, I, I don't do that anymore, to be honest with you, because I, res I, I, I 
really tried to respect my boundaries and respect my time. And once I started doing that, I started enjoying life a little more. Well, I think, too, that uh, the aha for me right there is the no email. I mean, it seems like I get up first thing. It's like, all right, check the email, make sure the world hasn't blown apart. And yet, uh, you know, after being in the professional world for 18 years, it never has. So why am I checking email in the morning anyway? Yeah, and the other thing is, is it's like a, it's almost like this anxious, anxiety riddled crush that you have. You know, it's like, oh my God, let me just make sure it's okay. Ah, okay, it's fine. It's like, you know, I don't think starting your day off on that note is, is positive. I just think, you know, whatever's happened has already happened. And, and I can tell you that bad things are going to happen and good things. But do I want to live my life like in fear? So I've, I've tried to not do that anymore. And it's, it's not easy. I do check my text messages and that sometimes leads me to emails and leads me to calls. There are those days. Sure. Usually it's fine. <clears throat> And, 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 and I just wanna, I wanna enjoy the morning. I wanna be present. I wanna be with my son. I don't wanna be thinking about something else. So I've kind of tried to draw that line. And, uh, it's not easy, but it's working. It's working for, for I like it. So you talked about franchising a little bit ago. Talk to us about that. I know that's big for you guys now. And you're in, what'd you say, 22 different locations or something like that? Yeah, we've got, um, we've got 34 food trucks, eight restaurants. Um, we are, we're definitely growing, you know, growing methodically. We're, we're going really, really fantastic, amazing people. We're very, um, we're very tough on, uh, the candidates. Uh, we don't just allow anyone to get in the system and, and, and franchise the business because we really want to, we genuinely want to like them. We want to enjoy working with them and having fun with them. And everyone in our system right now it has become a family. That's kind of what we strive to be as a family. And that's, that's what it is. Uh, we're, we're currently franchising both the restaurants and the food trucks, and the restaurants, which are, uh, it's more new, are, are exploding. Um, they're really, really exploding. So it's exciting, and, you know, we're working on changing and the finishings and the lights and the wood and the decor and all that stuff that goes into it, and uh, it's just fun, man. We're just, we're opening a new York city next month, and we're just, we're having a blast. Wow. Are you guys making out there for the opening? Oh, yeah, we're coming. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I like it. Not, it doesn't happen to be uh, the end of October, does it? October 25th, we'll be there. Huh. I think I'm going to be in New York City October 25th. Oh, come on down, my brother. Come on down. I like it. I like it. I love that. Um, hey, you should go. So let's talk about some of the things, again, you've learned. I'm going to say these words, and uh, just tell me what comes to mind. Entrepreneurship. Hard work. Failure. <laughs> Inevitable. Inevitable. And tell me more about that. I mean, you're going to fail. It's so, 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 so don't worry about it. Don't, don't, I mean, you're going to fail. You're going to, I look at failure as like a mistake. I don't look at failure like I'm closing my business because that's not going to happen. But yeah. like, you can look at it in two ways. You can go, I am not going to fail. Okay. That's cool. But you are. I mean, you, you, you can look at it and go, I'm never going to, I'm not going to fail. Well, maybe in your business you're not going to fail. Okay, that's fine. But within your business, you are going to make failures. You are going to make mistakes. And by the way, you're probably going to make some big ones. Yep. And so fail, failure to me means a mistake. Failure means, shit, I should have been better. I shouldn't have done that. Fuck. Sorry for cursing, but that's how I think, right? Right. right. So it's like, it's like, that's what that's what failure to me is, and so it's inevitable. You're going to make a mistake, 
And once you do, you're going to learn, you're going to get better, and you're going to move on. Uh, and, and that's why that's why I look at it. I, I mean, failure within like the scope of a giant business. No, I'm not going to fail. I'm going to outwork yeah. everybody. But but in inside of that process of outworking and growing my business to be six, seven, eight, ten years, oh, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I was at a luncheon today actually, and the uh, it was a small group, and it was the CEO of Boeing. You know, so this dude's a he's a pretty powerful dude, and. Uh, Big time business, right, all over the world, and that's actually one of the things he was talking about was we're all going to fail. He says my failures have been the best things that happened to me, right, the hardest times. He talked about September 11th and what he was doing and how that changed the whole course. And so, yeah, I agree, 100%. I agree. So, yeah. also, last word, leadership. Leadership, imperative. I mean, you have to be a good leader. You have to lead by example. You have to do the hard work. You cannot you cannot cut corners and say you're the leader. You cannot be willing to you cannot be willing to sacrifice anything. You have to know everything. Uh, you have to care. It has to be genuine. Uh, otherwise, people won't won't follow and won't believe in what you're saying. And it's it's nothing like genuine, authentic people. No matter what space you're in, and people can sniff it out. People know yeah. if you care or not. So if you're in a business and you're running a business, if you don't really care and you're only there for money, it's not going to work. Uh, talking about centers of influence, I mean, I think that's a big deal, right? I think, you know, again, though, that net, the larger we put that net out, no pun intended because you guys are catching lobsters with nets, yeah. but uh, your circle of influence, I mean, how important is that for people that are listening for to build their success and, and help uh, with their, their success? Yeah, I mean it's it's imperative. You need to, you know, you need to call on people that support you, that believe in you, to help you. Um, so so understanding your sphere, understanding who those people are. I mean, it's 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 it, if if you don't know, then then there's a fail right there. And, you know, you need to know who it is. Um, you know, who how many people follow you on Instagram? What's the breakdown of the people on Instagram? Is it more females than males? Is it more this and that? I mean, that's the microcosm of what we're talking about, understanding who it is that supports you, who is your sphere, how do you, how do you ask them for more support, how do, you, how do they help you, um, and who better to help than your sphere? Like, you shrink it down to your mom, your dad, your cousin, now, now, now your best friend, and now your best friend's mom, and then your best friend's aunt. All those things, those are, that's your crew. You've got to rely on them. So you know, understanding who those people are, uh, it's essential, and then, you know, relying on them to help you. And, again, if you're authentic and genuine and you have something good and you're a good person, your sphere will wait in line to help you. If you're cutting corners and you're kind of not in it and you only want to make money, your sphere will know and they won't care. Yeah. So talk to us about mindset. Uh, when you hear that word, I mean, mindset, for me, I think about even on the days you don't want to do it, right? So how do you how do you – have the mindset to get up, make it happen anyway. Good question. I mean, there are days like that. I mean, I think I think if there are days that I really don't want to do it, um, you know, truthfully, I probably won't now. I'll probably call it in and say, hey, I need a day off. I need I need a couple hours. I need it. You know, I, I, maybe I'll go for a hike. Maybe I'll go do something because I I need the time to uh, I need the time for myself. But but in, inevitably. Um, you can't run a business like that. You can't you can't make a future like that. So if there are days that like oh, I kind of get up and I get you know, you know a little slow go, I mean 
you just you just say to yourself like how lucky and fortunate you are to be in this position, and that usually should kick you right in the butt and and right. keep you going. Um, you know because if you're in a fortunate position to be growing a business or you're at step one or at step seven, it doesn't matter. You're doing it. You're achieving something already. You're you're taking a risk that most people won't do. Most people will only do what's safe. And if you're if you're not doing what's safe and you're kind of taking a risk, you're already riding the wave. It's it's really crazy. Good for you. So yeah. embracing that and, and and using it as a motivational tool is is easy. Um, if it's a really bad day, I'm taking the day off. But those those are really few and far between. Um, I, I you know we 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 pride ourselves on outworking everybody. Yeah. Everybody. No matter who it is, we're going to outwork you, out hustle you. Uh, we might not out, we not be the smartest guys, but we will outwork you. Right. And um, kind of having that mentality, that gritty blue collar mentality, I think uh, motivates you. Yeah, and wouldn't you also think though it's it's finding it's it's cheesy, it's but it's cliche, but it's true, right? Is I mean, you guys love what you do. Like I love what I get to do every yeah. single day, and I think there's so many people that just aren't in love with what they do every day. Yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, it's it's it, it is cliche because it's a saying, but it's absolutely true, and it really goes to also what you're who you're working with. Um, do you you know do you want to go see those people every day? Do you want to do you want to talk about this every day? Do you want to? I mean, it's it's either really fun or it's not. Uh, are right. you selling someone else's dream or are you selling your dream? Are you working to to achieve your dream? Whatever that dream may be, is it selling lobster and making people happy? Is it, um, you know, creating really cool websites to help people succeed? And whatever your dream is, if you're enjoying it, it's fun. There are going to be tough days. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be bad patches. No, no, no question. You're going to fail. No question. But overall, you're pretty lucky if you're doing that. And, I mean, and, and uh, it's, it's just awesome. So one of the things I was uh, I was happy to see is uh, you know one of my beliefs is if you take a living from a community you got to give back to the community and I saw your cousins for a cure so talk to us about that because it seems like you guys have the same belief about community and family and giving back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was I grew up in a single parent family. Um, my dad was never around, and you know my parents weren't married. Uh, I realized you know. I'm, pretty young age. We didn't have any money. Uh, we didn't have heat at times in our house. Um, and when I was, you know, a teen, I was getting into a lot of trouble, you know, and inevitably landed in jail. Um, so, you know, I was lucky enough to be matched with a big brother from Big Brother's Big Sisters. And uh, the guy really helped me turn my life around. So much so that, you know, uh, you know, we had forged an immense bond I was the best man at his wedding. He named his son after me. You know, it's been 25 years. We're just closer than ever now still. So when I moved to L.A., I knew, A, I wanted to be a big brother because I wanted to give back. I've mentored a kid for seven years. Um, but then we wanted to kind of create some sort of a foundation that gave back to Big Brothers Big Sisters. So we started Cousins for a Cause, I don't know, three or four years ago. I can't quite recall. And, we, you know, I'm on the board of Big Brothers Big Sisters here. I was named National Big Brother of the Year. Uh, in 2016, and we just we we try and raise awareness, and we also try and raise money uh, to donate, so that way more kids uh, can be matched with a big brother or big sister. A lot of these kids um, don't need much, just like I didn't. You just need a, you know someone to maybe come to their basketball game or talk to them about girls or drinking or all of the things that could 
you know, influence someone in a positive or negative way. Um, so we, we really care about that, and we've found uh, we've, we've gotten a great, I don't know, just such a, such a great feeling knowing that you're trying to, you know, influence someone. And, and you really tangibly see it. Uh, it works. So, yeah, we, we awesome. care a lot about that. Well, think about that. I mean, how many little brothers uh, grow up to be a big brother that grows up to be the uh, national big brother of the year? That doesn't happen often. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It was, uh, That's awesome. It was, you know, pretty much one of the – probably the coolest award I've ever received and one of the coolest moments of my life. It was, it was really remarkable. And I was there with my little brother at the time, and, you know, uh, to see him, a kid who's, who comes from a far more difficult and challenging background than I had, and to see the strides, he, he now works with us. He works with Cousins Main Lobster, and he's one of our That's friends. awesome. Uh, That's awesome. And, you know, so, yeah. Very cool. So when you hear, uh, let's talk about fear for a second. I talk about this on every uh, every show we have, is how many of the fears you put in your mind actually blew up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? Not even, I can't count so many of them. Yeah, if that's called uh, catastrophizing. You're making a catastrophe out of nothing. I was talking about this last night. Um, yeah, you know, fear is fear is not real. You know, you can, you know you gotta you gotta be strong. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just we have to we have to take fear out of the equation. Uh, it doesn't mean that you can't be smart and calculated, and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean that you you know you you can't be aware of the repercussions, but you can't live your life in fear. Uh, just you, know, you just can't. So. Um, you know, it's it's not real. Those those things, like you said, you you, you haven't even, they haven't even blown up to be that. Um, so I just I just think uh, you know, don't 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 play that. Don't even get into it. Be strong. Think positive. Positive is the way to think. Amen. So what would you tell the Saban Lomac of uh, you know what was it? Go back to that that next day when you kind of woke up. You and Jimmy woke up from your drunken mm-hmm. stupor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would you go back and tell that dude? Mm, 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 mm. I'd say buckle up, man. You're about to get on the ride <laughs> of your life. Um, you know, um, enjoy it more. Actually, I'd probably tell myself to enjoy it more. Yeah. You know, the one, the one thing that I think we have failed at, another failure, is we don't enjoy it. We don't smell the roses. Like one of my other buddies is an entrepreneur. We always say smell the roses, and you know, we'll have an, we'll have something monumental happen to us, and. You know, we're so busy that we don't really think about it. We're in the moment. We do it. Then the next day, it's like right back to, oh, okay. Uh, great example, we celebrated Shark Tank uh, about a year and a half after partnering with Barbara Corcoran. It's the first time we went out to dinner to celebrate, put it that way. Isn't that amazing? Moving. Now, now a, lot of, a lot of people would say, well, that's why you're successful, because, you, you know, you, you don't slow down. You keep going, Paul. You're stronger. Your head's down. And I would say you're right. But you have to smell the roses. You have to enjoy yourself. So I've tried to get better at that. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting better. So if I would to tell myself then, I'd say, hey, man, you're about to get really crazy and busy. Make sure you, you enjoy yourself. What's your circle around you look like? I mean, uh, obviously, you've got lots of people from cooks and servers and, all, I mean, all sorts of stuff. But your, you know, s- solid, tight circle, what's that look like? Yeah, uh, I've got, I mean, I've got a pretty... I've got a, a really, really good group of friends. Um, my core are amazing people. I mean, it starts at home. You know, I'm, I'm engaged. I have a baby. Um, my, my son's name is Enzo. My fiance Erica. I mean, you know, there's my house. 
I'm really close with my mom. Um, you know, still, she's an amazing woman. And I've got, you know, my best friend from college who I grew up with, you know, in college. And after he, he runs our franchise department, I, I work with my, uh, my cousin. Um, I've got my best friends in L.A. and San Diego and Maine that I talk to, you know, way too much about absolutely nothing. You know, I get text messages from my buddies every single day about, you know, the best burger that they had today or something inappropriate. And I try yep. to surround myself with, with you know, my my, I, my my friends are my release. My friends are the guys that uh, don't care about any of my work thing. All they want to do is make fun of me uh, and tell me my hair is spinning and talk to me about when I want to uh, hang out next. Right. So the humbling moments, really, right? That's, the humbling moments, and that—that's what's really—that's really important to me. Um, you know, it's it's those type of things that are really, really important to me because uh, I don't know. I, I don't have any brothers or sisters. My friends have become, you know, my my brothers, and uh, so uh, you know, that's my core, my group. You know, I have a really tight crew, and I value them. You know, because I oftentimes need a release and. I need to spend the time with them. So I'm a family man. I'm always at home trying to get as much family time. And if I'm not there, um, I'm going surfing with my buddies or, you know, going to a bar and having a I mean, that's, that's what makes me happy. I like it. So uh, what's the number one app? If I took your phone, you'd say, hey, don't believe, you know, besides, like, obviously email. But what's something on your phone, you know, for leaders, business leaders out there that you got to have? Well, you know, good question. I can tell you what I'm Kind of my new thing right now is this app called Calm, C-A-L-M, Calm. Yeah, a little meditation. Meditations. Yeah, yeah, the meditation. So I go and I do a five-minute here and there, and it helps me, helps me sleep, helps me not think about work. It helps me start my day on a better note. It helps me um, kind of filter out what's positive and filter out what, what's, what's negative. Um, um, so you know, I, I, I'm I'm heavy on that right now. I like it. Just uh, as a as a dad of four, uh, my kids, I've been meditating for a little over two years, and we use an app called Headspace. And I'm telling you, man, for that little boy you got at home, as he gets a little bit older, uh, yeah, do some meditation with him because my kids are starting to even enjoy it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, 100%. Awesome. Well, where can we find more of uh, Saving Lomax? Yeah, com. You can follow me on Instagram, SabinLomac. A lot of my, you know, my Instagram, I try and keep, you know, for business purposes. And, and you know, you'll see photos of my son, and that's, that's a part of it. It's like, you know, how do you have that work-life balance where you get to spend time with your family and, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, uh, SabinLomac on Instagram, CousinsLomaster, all that stuff. You'll find me and, you know, Keep, keep, keep up with me and send me messages. I'd love to stay in touch with everybody. Awesome. Well, Saban, man, it's been great having you on the Circuit of Success. I enjoyed uh, your thoughts you. and uh, just, man, much success to you guys. And hopefully we'll, uh, one day we'll have you in St. Louis. 100%. Appreciate you. Thank you for your time. And, yeah, maybe next time in St. Louis. Thanks for listening to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gill, and in each and every single week we're going to bring you a great guest, whether that's a, a business leader a professional sports star, an author, whatever it is, we're going to bring you as much as we possibly can to help you live your best life. We get to dive into the roads that these people travel, the uh, the successes, the struggles, the fears that they've put in their own minds, and do what they've done to become successful. And so we look forward to bringing that to you every single week. If you want more on our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, check us out online at 
visionarywealthadvisors.com. You can also find the show's website at circuitofsuccess.com. We'll be back next week with another great guest on the Circuit of Success. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.